0: This episode of Business Line Podcast Business Lines editor Rankovich Rinivasan, Arti Krishnan, and Shishir Sinha speak with the Union Finance Minister Nirmala Sitaraman on the budget assumptions, the LIC IPO, crypto regulation, and many other topics.
1: Good evening, ma'am. Welcome to Chennai. Warm Chennai from the cold climes of Delhi. Yes. Good to see you here again after the budget and our customary budget interview. Thank you. So uh, I'd like to start by asking you a question that is plaguing everybody in the last few days after uh, Vladimir Putin invaded uh, Ukraine. We had a very good budget, excellent it was appreciated by everybody for the numbers, the sincerity of the numbers, uh, the achievability of the numbers. One month almost down the line in the light of what happened in Ukraine in the last few days. Do you think that the budget numbers still hold because you assumed crude at 75, crude is 103. Uh, you assumed uh, uh, inflation at 3%, deflator It's now expected to be much higher. Will the numbers, are the numbers under threat? That's a question we would like to.
0: Well, we've made some provision for any contingency that might arise. Because of COVID or because of any international, the spurt in the price of crude is something which we had kept some kind of a situation in mind, and that it would cross 106. It touched 106 and it came down again. For how long? And is it going to continue? More than that, even at that price, is it going to be available or is there going to be a shortfall? There are various probable situations which are arising and we'll have to think about that i won't quickly conclude that my numbers are being at threat and i may have to quickly review my number no not yet i don't think there hopefully would be a need for it uh, we are also ensuring that uh, we are looking at alternative sources of crude and uh, also looking we don't get any fuel at the moment from russia or natural gas from Russia. It's more, I think, uh, natural gas going to Europe from Russia. So our situation is not derived from that. However, if globally there's going to be a stress on crude supplies or spike in its price, we'll have to look at the figures. But I don't think at the moment there is a situation like that. Although uh, you're aware yesterday, even yesterday PM had a meeting with the Uh, external affairs people and also with the national security advisor earlier we've had a meeting with the PM also so uh, we are constantly keeping it at a watch
1: do you see um, uh, have you or rather let me put it this way have you received representations from industry already saying that uh, we are likely to face a threat to our uh, uh, business because of this invasion because foreign payments have been cut off Uh, under SWIFT and uh, banks, uh, they do a lot of dealings with Russia for various business purposes. Is that likely to be a problem, especially the disconnection of SWIFT to uh, half a dozen Russian big banks? We've not heard anything from industry yet, although
0: Mm -hmm. we are ourselves monitoring the situation as to what will be the impact of disconnecting SWIFT and Russia. So, from the ministry, we are making our own uh, assessments based on on inputs also coming from our embassies outside there. And uh, also looking at uh, the possible impacts that can happen for exporters and other payments which are uh, to be made. But at the moment, no inputs from the industry
1: as yet. Yeah. Going back to the budget, throughout uh, the last fiscal year, there is a current war. You did an excellent job of keeping to the budget estimates. In fact, you a uh, lot, lot of the times you are overachieving the estimates of last year. Uh, revenues were buoyant and revenue uh, expenditure also, you kept it under control. This is definitely a contrast to past experience when uh, typically within the first three, four months, expenditure overshoot estimates and you constantly be trying to play catch up. Can you explain what changed about the way you manage expenditure that caused this uh, difference this year? Uh,
0: Well, I think uh, well before the budget is finalized, we sit with the departments, which every government would do, but we made sure that with the departments, we were picking up realistic figures from them. We were also telling them to give us as much as what would be the spread, how are you going to have it between first quarter and the second, third quarter and the fourth, and so on. And uh, vetted it from the point of view of, are they being realistic? So after that, even during this intermission, like I am going around the country, taking the budget, there are officials in the ministry who are sitting and talking with departments about, Mm. what right, now this is the amount we fixed, this is what is on the table of the House, once the Parliament approves, that's the amount after the appropriation which will come for you. Get yourself ready to take it off on first April itself. Mm-hmm. So, and uh, since last year, at least on the capital expenditure, every quarter to start with, and then every month, I have monitored every department's expenditure profile.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I have questioned them where there has been delay particularly after the second wave there was a problem that people were not available in the ground so money couldn't reach on the ground for the big CAPEX so the monitoring and calling the department over to Northbrook and say tell us what's going on has made Mm -hmm. ministries understand that this year particularly post the pandemic unless the expenditure is kept pace with for the numbers that we've been giving economy will suffer so they, they've taken it in that spirit and they've been at it. Otherwise, we wouldn't have been, I hope to, as of 31st March, achieve 5.51 lakhs at least. So that's mm-hmm. what I've given you. Yeah. For an increment from 3.4 crores to this and reaching 5.51, wouldn't have been possible. Unless we kept asking the departments about their performance. Not otherwise, but for the fact that unless this money goes to the ground, that multiplier during Mm -hmm. recovery wouldn't happen. So people have understood and they're going about it. Mm -hmm. And that's what I think this time all the more I will have to do because the increase is more than 34% this time.
1: Yeah, yeah, your capex increase is very well appreciated and I think it's excellent in terms of quality of expenditure. Of that, 1 lakh crore is to be loaned to the states for spending. How do you ensure the states partner with you on this? Uh, uh, I mean, most times we find that states lag behind, or they use the money for other purposes. Uh, all of the most of them are in trouble financially. So, how do you ensure that states meet up to your expectations in terms of capex spending?
0: So we've very clearly been uh, descriptive of the way in which this one lakh crore can be used. we very clearly said, look, about 85 percent of it will be for you to use it the way you want for a project which is with you for a project which is already set out and it's in the pipeline whereas 15% of it is what approximately 15% is what we might want them to do as per some kind of a you know condition that we put in it and that condition is not to make the state suffer it's more for the larger objective of reform Mm. so with reform which has to be undertaken for various other reasons. Ease of doing business can be one. Performance can be second. Overall, the country should be better in its governance can be the third. So we have conditions which are driven from that consideration. So the 15% of this 1 lakh crore will be tied like that, but that's not tied against the state's interest. And the 85 will be left for the state. In fact, I will go to the extent of saying even clearing pending bills of the current capex, which is ongoing, okay. I have permitted. Oh. Okay. So states are not <clears throat> going to be worse off. Okay, And it's uh, definitely something which we think has been understood by most states. I have had conversation with some of the states. Mm-hmm. And they are readying themselves so that even by March they send the thing uh, for DPR. So oh. the DPRs being sent for appraisal by the expenditure. Yeah. And the moment it's cleared, and I hope to do it all in April itself, oh. so that money goes away to the states.
1: the capital expenditure has been increased in the FY23 also. One of the key issues that, well that we will be front loaded uh, so that more and more capital expenditure, is there, which has gathered pace during the last quarter, and you also will do the circular of 33% and 15% for the, the last quarter. So will you front load it and how you will ensure that the pace should continue in the next fiscal?
0: I won't have a hesitation in front loading it. Last time also we did it. For that matter why the front loading principle has now even come to influence uh, our devolution when uh, monthly devolution has to happen on the 20th of every month. We have been giving one uh, additional yeah, month's uh, thing. Twice I did it in the yeah. last month and in fact uh, subtly we have also moved 20th tenth now, So instead of getting it on the 20th, they will get it even on the 10th of every month. Mm. So these kind of changes are happening only because we want to help the states. So front-loading, I will not be averse to. It will also depend on the states saying, all right, we have started this project, we are moving. I would give the money in advance.
1: Some of the states have complained that, of course, it's a 50-year interest-free loan. That means, center is going to be at the burden of the interest. But it is going to affect the financial autonomy. So what do you have to say on this criticism?
0: What kind of a financial autonomy is affected when they take Jaikar loan? That is also through the centre. Okay. When you take external borrowing or project funded by multilateral organisations, every state wants it because they have so many such projects. Those are funds which come through the centre. Centre takes it and immediately passes it on. That's, a That's also back-to-back. governed by the same articles of the constitution. That's not indebted to getting uh, under the control of the centre. It's it's a it's a very lame argument to say, oh wow, the states have also been considered as partners. I can't accept it on its face. I want to throw this out. So I don't want to be indebted to the centre. Excuse me. What are the JICA loans and World Bank loans then? You didn't think about it then? Politically, you want to just cry down everything that the centre does unthinkingly. Please cry down if it is not right. But this is unthinking. It's okay when you take Jaika, but it's not all right. Come on.
1: Thank you so much, Thank Madam. You. Thanks for the time. Thank you. And, uh, you're welcome.